Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Sonder, the global authority on owned media valuation and leverage. Whether you are in travel, financial services, retail or telecommunications, loyalty programs like yours are typically generating $70 million per year in owned media value. Visit sondermedia.com to find out how you can unlock the value of your owned media. Sonder, the global authority on owned media. Hello and welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty, featuring a market-leading loyalty program called You, which is based in Hong Kong and which has achieved extraordinary success since its launch in 2020. Created initially as a coalition program, You Rewards was built and launched as a digital-first program, perfect for the digitally savvy consumers that Asia is renowned for. Two years on, I'm joined again today by Chief Operating Officer Mark Sage, who explains how the program has continued to grow and thrive, offering compelling new services and is now firmly established as a market-leading super app with numerous new and exciting benefits to users, with industry-leading e-commerce capabilities at its core. In today's conversation, we also discuss the power of collectibles as a tool to build consumer loyalty and engagement both online and offline. Please do enjoy today's fascinating episode with Mark Sage from You Hong Kong. So, Mark Sage, welcome back to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you, Paula. Great to be back. Oh, it's fantastic, Mark. I was looking back, it was November 2020. You were on the show with me before. Um, at the time, you were COO of You Rewards. And obviously, there's been change on the branding, uh, but an incredible journey that you're on with this uh, wonderful program and platform um, in the Hong Kong market. So before we get into talking all about you, please tell me, first of all, what would you say right now in this kind of day and age, what would you say is your favorite loyalty? program or proposition that you're seeing? Yeah, interesting question. Um, I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of change going on generally in the market. Um, and, and, you know, we'll talk about our change a little bit more. But um, I think, you know, look at what, say, Woolies are doing down in Australia. Um, you know, their, their program has always been quite interesting. They use a lot of personalization. Uh, it has a lot of similarities, I guess, in, in terms of, you know, the market that, that you is in, because we're obviously, you know, a grocery-led program as well. So it's it's one I keep an eye on. Sure. Uh, you know, I think their latest innovation around payments is is quite interesting because, you know, we we all want to try and link payments and loyalty more tightly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we do we do it in the U program as well, where you can use your credit card as a, in essence as a loyalty token. Um, I think what Woolies have done though is is quite interesting, where they've managed to get you know almost a single tap or a single scan. So it's always a challenge when when you're doing loyalty at a point of sale to. Uh, to be able to get the loyalty ID and the payment details, because typically the, you know, that comes at the end of a transaction and you've closed a basket 
and you can't yeah. apply coupons and things to 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 give it like member-based pricing or anything else. You know, what Woolies have done is moved it right to the front of the process. So as a member, you 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 scan that QR code and and it knows who you are, it knows it's linked payment, it applies the loyalty ID, it applies the loyalty value to the basket. And obviously at the end of it, it will automatically pay if if, if that's what you've set up. So I think it's a really interesting uh, proposition that they've brought to market quite recently. Um, yeah. and certainly something you know that that we're keeping a close a close eye on. Wow. Love that one, Mark. Yeah. I mean, that takes all the boxes in my mind in terms of, you know, really being customer led, you know, with the idea of simplification, uh, being loyal to your member, your customer, like giving them the absolute every reason to give you, I guess, particularly sensitive data like uh, payment details. So I haven't looked at the Woolies one myself, Mark, but a super interesting idea. Yeah, exactly. And, and as you say, I mean, it is about that customer experience. That's, you know, people are part of a loyalty program, not just because of points, but but also because it, it makes yeah. the customer experience easier. And I think anything you can do to facilitate that is great. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes back to basics really, doesn't it? You know, like make my life better um, in ways that I can actually understand, appreciate and actually kind of justify to myself. And hopefully, I suppose, tell other people as well, Mark, because I think as marketeers, we know it's very expensive to go on an acquisition journey all of the time. So I guess if you've got that um, advocacy, um, that almost you're guaranteed success. So that's definitely a, a key success criteria. And one I see coming through in everything that you're doing with you. So there's been so much going on. I love following your LinkedIn posts, Mark. Um, for people who haven't heard our previous episode, I'll make sure we do link to it, of course, in the show notes. It's Let's Talk Loyalty forward slash 61. Super easy. And that was just after you launched the U Rewards proposition there in Hong Kong. Now, here we are in 2022, uh, middle of summer. You've passed 4 million members and really made some dramatic enhancements, Mark. So I almost don't know where to start in terms of um, asking you what the journey's been like for the last 18 months. But where would you like to start? What do you think is the single biggest thing that has happened since we last spoke? Yeah, I think, as you say, I mean, a lot, a lot has changed. A lot has gone into uh, into the overall proposition. But I think the, the biggest thing is that kind of shift from uh, a pure play loyalty proposition to more of a more of a services proposition. Um, so, you know, as as we've done quite recently, you would have seen in the news. You know, we've we've launched our, our e-commerce um, mm -hmm. within within the U app. Yeah, um, and that's running alongside the loyalty proposition overall. So. It is that movement, I guess, of of being a, a kind of you know traditional points is prizes program for want of a, a better term, or you know classic coalition program to really yeah. starting to extend out to be you know something that's that's helping our members to just you know eat and live better, um, you know give, giving them you know more services, more capabilities. Um, and, and getting closer to them as, a, as an overall brand, I guess. So, mm. you know, that shift is has happened, like you say, in a very a very quick time. I mean, we were we actually launched the e-commerce e in October last year. Okay. So, you know, it was only twelve months after we chatted that we'd essentially added in uh, into the app these e-commerce services. As yeah. well as insurance, I mean, insurance is in there as well. We don't talk about that much, but it, you know, it's also there as well as one of our key capabilities. Yeah, um, and all of that kind of came through in the next twelve months. So it's it's been a, a busy a busy year, so to speak, as we as we brought all that online. 
Absolutely. And that is 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 hugely dramatic, Mark, as you've said. So it's one thing to build a classic coalition program and clearly your rewards you know, in its first iteration already had an extraordinary breadth of partnerships, you know, everything from Ikea to 7-Eleven to, I know your huge pharmacy chain there, Mannings, uh, which is uh, the dominant player in Hong Kong as well. Saw some wonderful new partnerships being announced with Shell coming in recently. But I guess what I'm curious about is, would you would you say that that uh, shift from the classic coalition through to this almost super app positioning and proposition would that have been the intention all along, Mark, or was that just the opportunity that emerged? I guess because the loyalty was so successful. I think it's always been an opportunity to to get uh, or, or an aim to get the brands. Uh, kind of working closer together, you know, from an e-commerce perspective, et cetera. Mm. The, the, the idea, I think, of, um, as you term it, kind of the, the super app piece um, was, you know, there around, you know, pre-launch and launch, you know, it was certainly something uh, that was, you know, talked about. You yeah. can see it in other markets, you would go jack and grab and people like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for us, it really became real in the sense of, you know, something that we were starting to pursue then, you know, early in, in the following year after launch. Mm. Um, so, you know, it, it made a lot of sense and it's something we talked around, but then, you know, turning that into an actual, you know, strategy we're going to execute on, mm. uh, you know, that then came through after, after seeing this, the, the overall success, I think of the, of the loyalty program and, and, and how well that was working. Uh, yeah. it makes a lot of sense to, to kind of build on that because you, we get super high engagement, um, you know, through our mobile app and, mm. uh, you know, it makes sense to, to add more value for our members in, in that respect. For sure. Yeah. And I was looking at your post, just describing it, Mark. So again, particularly because we've got this global audience, I suppose in, in let's call it phase one, I suppose you rewards achieved mass market acceptance, amazingly high digital engagement, market leading loyalty penetration. And now two years on, it's almost supercharged with the addition of your e-commerce. You've got the hot food delivery and quick commerce as well. I'm not sure if that's also the same e-commerce, but a huge amount of, I guess, um, technical evolution, as well as, I guess, consumers bringing them on the journey. So how would you say that's gone down with customers? Because I know we talked about, you know, the importance of transitioning the customer's understanding of, yeah, okay, great. It's an earn and burn program. I understand loyalty. So that's what you rewards is and was, but now actually it's an e-commerce proposition. So I'd love just to hear like how that journey has been from your perspective and how you think the, the, the members are finding it. Yeah, I think it's exactly that, a journey. Um, you know, in one sense, as you say, you know, we launched as a loyalty program um, and, and that's how a lot of people would would see us. That's what they're using us on a daily basis for. Mm. Um, in a sense, you know, we're almost also a, a kind of media platform, I guess. You know, we, we get a lot of people browsing our offers and looking through. And so the opportunity to convert people from a browse behavior to a buy behavior is, is something that we can build upon. Um, but it is almost no different to, you know, advertising on Facebook. Um, you know, just because somebody's in your app for a, for a particular reason, and, you know, collecting points or, or redeeming doesn't automatically mean that they're also going to be your e-commerce customer. You know, you need to, 
mm-hmm. you need to work like like you would in any other platform. So you know you have to you have to have great deals. You have to have a great customer proposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to you know make it attractive uh, to people to, to kind of join up. Uh, you have to do the marketing. You know you have to do the heavy lifting to yeah. to do it. So it isn't it isn't that kind of slam dunk. You put a button on, then people start buying. Um, but equally, you know, creating a great customer experience and having you know really good marketing behind it is is crucial to. Yeah. to convert in that behavior. And as I say, it, it is a journey. Um, you know, every, every, every day, every week, we, we get more and more people mm. coming in, having a look around and then coming in and, and converting and buying and, and then starting to build that behavior. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's not an automatic thing. And I think, you know, that's, as I yeah. say, I mean, we launched e-commerce October last year. Mm. Uh, we then did a bit of online promotion of it. Um, to kind of shout about it a little bit, but then this, uh, you know, the big promotion, the big bang campaign, really for us uh, last last month in May, um, you know, that was when it needed to become a household name um, because you know, like most people, you you go in and out of you say an app, you don't necessarily notice things. You know, you can become a bit snowblind to, to yeah. messages that you see on, on different platforms, and so you know, you really need to cut through that. And that's what the campaign was all about: was creating that cut through. Mm. Um, so that people really understood that, you know, this exists, this, this e-commerce is now in there. It's, it's a thing, this you to me proposition, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and then that's really helped then to kind of supercharge, um, both the engagement, but also, you know, as you'd expect the kind of uplift in, in actual sales, uh, coming through from an e-commerce perspective. Yeah. Uh, and I do love the the creative for you to me, Mark, as much as I do miss the super cheesy, but incredibly compelling launch uh, music that you had, which I remember somebody described as almost like um, like a Cliff Richard style um, lead uh, brand, obviously a huge personality there in the Hong Kong market. And you've updated and refreshed all of that with, you know, whole new song um, and the positioning around it as well. And I'll make sure to link with the show notes. But even though I don't obviously speak the language, Mark, it was really clear that, you know, there's a wonderful family in Hong Kong and they're using you to me and everything is being delivered immediately. So I was very impressed, actually, that in a very short piece of creative, I think it was only a 30 second kind of ad, as I said, I don't speak the language that you were able to communicate that you to me proposition. And I think you said to me last time we spoke as well, Mark, that the level of investment above the line for this launch was actually as big as your original uh, launch for the entire loyalty program. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a big investment. I think, uh, you know, from a marketing point of view, Ronald and the team uh, who kind of lead the marketing side have done an amazing job with it because it is it's a very hard proposition to to talk to. You know, we have yeah. we have a lot of different e-commerce options, as you mentioned. We've got hot food from like KFC. We've got you know quick commerce, which is kind of you know under sixty minute delivery for groceries. We've okay. got e-commerce, which is scheduled, you know, next day, uh, etc. Et mm. um, and trying to communicate that all of that is available and it's all available in an app. Yeah. Um, you know, is is a big set of messages to try and get across. And so, you know, I think, you know, the way that they've done the creative yeah. um, uh, to bring that together, you know, yeah. the, the choice of song, like you say, a cut through. I mean, it's interesting that, you know, th- these are essentially additional rather than the new, I guess, because, you know, yeah. the, the U rewards piece is still there. Um, you know, we still have U rewards, the, the kind of the, the original U song and that side of it is still a yeah. very important part of the overall proposition. But U to me is, is a separate thing yeah. in that sense we want people to realize that it that it's that it exists as a as a, as a brand almost yeah and so having having different talent and a different song allows us to kind of have that message and and, and get that cut through yeah um 
and and yeah, you know, it's a it's a big budget launch um, because you know, as I say, mm. you you need to hit the market so that people have that kind of brand recognition, so that totally. when they now see the logo in the app, they actually understand what it is. Uh, and so if they if they are in the market for for e-commerce, you know, they they can they can understand that that you to me button because uh, mm. again, you can, it's hard to communicate in the app all the proposition in a button. Um, totally. So you almost need that you need to get that out into into the the kind of understanding of the of the general consumer base so mm. that when they see the logo they they now have a meaning behind the logo mm. um and so and so that that that's the work that you know the team have done and and it's yeah. ongoing i mean you may have seen some of the the smaller videos that, that, that they've done but you know they've got some you know kind of famous talent within hong kong that they've they've mocked up as almost little puppets and it's like a stop motion style uh, superhero mini films you know it's using yeah. just different methods to to create that interest um yeah. and uh, you know, hopefully some some virality to the to the content yeah. but just to make it stand out and be noticed you know that's running yeah. you know over the period but it is a different campaign you know yeah. when we when we launched you rewards you know, we were coming into a market with, with nothing, essentially. So you're starting from ground zero. You've got no uh, mm. no members, essentially, in your program. Mm. You really need to get your brand known. And so, you know, it was big above-the-line yeah. campaigns. It was big jumbo screens in, in central areas. It was like the Cross Harbor Tunnel, which is kind of one of the main thoroughfares through Hong Kong. Mm. Um, you know, you couldn't miss the big brand. It was on, you know, trams and buses and everything. Um now it's it's slightly different shape of campaign. So you know we still have a, a, a U2Me tram running up and down, which is mm. always quite interesting to see. But mm. uh, it's it's more you know it's on the side of minibuses, which are going off into slightly more uh, outlying areas. Because ultimately, you know, the customers that are going to be using e-commerce, whilst they, they may live in the centre, mm. they're also going to be living in some of the villages and some of the you know the, the, the different mm. areas of. of um, yeah. Know, residential areas where it makes actually a lot of sense because you know they may not have a, a grocery store right next door to them totally. um, and it's, it's a bigger trip so it's how do you get the message out there and, and yeah. the same for the online piece you know there's a lot more that's gone online now from a from mm. an advertising you know social media etc mm. um to really get that kind of ongoing uh reach into the customer base because you know yeah. that, that's who we're talking to it, it's it's people who are you know comfortable online comfortable shopping online um yeah. you know we're trying to we're trying to bring that audience through so it's it's much more about where our audience sits uh, yeah. is, is, is where the investment i guess is going in it but but it still has a big above the line element mm. to it uh, to make sure that it's still got that kind of brand recognition so you know i'll go yeah. on the mtr i'll see it playing on a video wall when we launched we were on the front of you know all the newspapers so mm. you know we, we've done the kind of classic piece to do the big bang in terms of the brand itself but now the ongoing campaign is really to make sure we're reaching all the different areas where it's you know the main audience is yeah, yeah. No, it's an important distinction, Mark. I, I do like that because we all know, of course, the, the the use case about loyalty and that was your starting point. But the e-commerce use case is actually important to distinguish as a separate compelling benefit because I think that's an entirely different mass market proposition that, as you said, your creative team have done a phenomenal job in terms of being super clear about that. So actually bringing people in for that reason reason, perhaps they may get involved with the rewards piece, but actually maybe they'll just be e-commerce customers. So so I really love the um, the scale of what you're doing. And even that piece about getting more into residential and rural areas, as you said, it's a whole other audience and a, a whole other opportunity to continue what I think already is. You're the number one app, if I'm right, in Hong Kong already, aren't you? 
Uh, we, we were obviously it chops and changes depending on uh, depending what's going on. But I, I think from a from a, <laughs> yeah. certainly from a loyalty app, yes. I mean, over four million people. We're you know we're one of the biggest um, kind of mobile properties, I guess, in in Hong Kong. Super. Um, so the, from an installation point of view, yes, you know we're, yeah. we're kind of almost on everybody's phone. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. The other really fun thing that I saw you doing, Mark, and I think I said to you, I haven't seen done anywhere else, although I'm sure it does exist, but it's the whole idea around, I think, WhatsApp stickers. And, you know, I I just want to get a sense of exactly what you've been doing with that. And I think what you explained to me is that this taps into, you know, a mentality around um, collectibles, which um, certainly in Hong Kong, and I think in lots of countries around the world, you know, whether it's, you know, a family or, or you know, just even a restaurant proposition, the idea of collectibles is something that drives loyalty in a completely different way. So I think you have the benefit of both the, the physical um, experience with that, which you can maybe tell us a bit about, and also trialing it in digital format with these um, message stickers. So love to just get a sense of uh, the collectibles piece so far. I know it's early in your journey with this piece at the moment. Yeah, it's, an in, it's a really interesting space. I mean, as you say, I mean, it's it's not unique to Hong Kong, but I think it, it's certainly strong in, in Hong Kong in, in the sense of, you know, people do really like the, the kind of character-based collectibles. So, you know, our, our kind of uh, convenience banner 7-Eleven does a lot of um, uh, rewards, you know, like the stamp collecting type rewards that they would have done in store uh, for, for quite a long time. And it's it's generally branded goods. Mm. Um, so it might be Sanrio characters, um, and, and it could be anything. It might be plates or cups or, you know, anything of that nature. Mm. Um, and, and people love it. They love the characters that, that, that they have on there. They, they like the products. It could be like mini bags and, uh, and all sorts of stuff. And so what we've done is, you know, working with 7-Eleven, I've tapped into some of that. So, uh, at a, at a physical level, you know, you can use your, uh, you can use your U points to, to redeem for those collectibles. And they're, they're always super popular, mm. um, because the, what's clever about them is the randomness to them so generally you don't know what you're getting so oh. you, you know you, you'll, you'll redeem for it and you'll get a box and it could be one of four or five characters say okay um, you, you know you look at something like Sanrio you know you, you could get a Hello Kitty if you really like Hello Kitty but you could also get a Melody or, or one of the other characters and so because of that randomness it makes it fun but also if you're at, if you're after a particular character you're going to have to come again and oh. you, have to, you have to try and redeem again so there's a there's an element of of kind of you know loose gamification but you know in the sense of yeah. that randomness it adds adds fun to it okay. um so so now like obviously we can do that. yeah exactly <laughs> so we can do it at points redemption as well which which is you know works really really well and it's, it's 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 a really strong proposition yeah and so we've just dabbled a little bit so far with with the sticker side of it but you know we did for, for christmas and for chinese new year we did sticker packs for whatsapp um, we've got the capability in the app to kind of issue those uh, directly from the app. Mm. Um, and, and they work, you know, they work really well. I mean, we, when we had those running, you know, we, we were the number one sticker in Hong Kong uh, for that kind of week or whatever that we, we kind of launched them. Yeah. Um, and they are very popular because, again, it's it's fun. You can trade it with your friends. You know, you can send it, you know, as a sticker to your friends to, to, to play with. And they generally kind of run alongside the campaign. So they've got characters from the campaign that we're running with it, you know, like Christmas, et cetera. Um, and have, you know, messages on them. So it could be, you know, Merry Christmas, you know, that you send to your friends and or thank you or whatever for a gift. So mm. it kind of ties in, into whatever the, the campaign is that the marketing team are running. Um, but again, you know, very, very popular. So I think, you know, you can, you can kind of see from a journey point of view that actually it's quite an interesting space to start to play in more. Um, mm. So I think, you know, that this, it's certainly something that we'd look to do more with. 
Um, and and it's it's it helps because you've got this kind of mobile app as your primary uh, way of, of communicating with the members that you can bring these kind of things in very easily uh, mm. within the program uh, because mm. we've got that kind of level of engagement. So so yeah, yeah, that whole kind of collectible space, but also kind of sticker type space is 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 a is an area that I think we'll kind of work through more. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really find it exciting. And I know it's not in every country or even everybody listening who will use WhatsApp as their dominant messaging platform. Clearly, it varies hugely across the world. Um, I think Facebook Messenger, for example, in the US might be the dominant one. But just so I understand the journey, Mark, um, you know, just from my own understanding. So essentially, your member within the, the U program would um, either redeem or claim a Sticker, which is branded. And then I would take that outside into my WhatsApp communication and send, as you said, maybe a, a happy Christmas. Is that what it is? Like a almost like an emoji that wouldn't be available if I wasn't a member of the U Rewards program. Yeah, exactly. So the way we did it for like the, uh, say, the Christmas campaign or the Chinese New Year campaign is it appears in our app um, uh, essentially as an ad. So, okay. you know, when you're scrolling through your offer feed, you'll, you'll see an advert for the sticker pack. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we can also promote it, obviously, through other channels like push or email, et cetera. But you know, mm. if you're in the app, you, you'll see an ad for the stickers. When you click on it, it will take you to a page in the app to say, download the sticker pack, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it'll show the stickers that you're going to get. You mm. click on it, it automatically opens up WhatsApp and automatically drops the stickers into WhatsApp for you. Um, uh. And at that point, then you can just use them as you would use any other stickers in WhatsApp. So, um, mm. you know, you have to you have to go in, you have to be a member to get them clearly, and you have to go into the app to get to get them. But after that, wow. they're, in, they're in your WhatsApp and then you can kind of send them obviously to friends. But obviously the way that WhatsApp works is your friends can also save that sticker themselves. Um, and so they can then reuse it if they want to uh, okay. elsewhere. So, so it's just something that, you know, adds that uh, kind of viral element again to, to doing it. Yeah. Um, but, but as you say, you know, the opportunity, I guess, is to move it from being something that's just campaign led to mm. something that could ultimately be, say, redemption led, et cetera. So, yeah. um, you know, you see it ultimately moving into some form of reward and recognition um, around that as a as a, a fun asset to, to utilize. Yeah, yeah. And just my final, again, personal curiosity, Mark, is that something that any brand can, can do uh, with, I suppose, full control? Or is it something that you need to, to connect with WhatsApp, you know, in terms of getting their permission to publish? Like, I just don't understand the interface. And, and the reason I'm asking this one, Mark, is, you know, I really love WhatsApp as my, you know, my personal messaging platform, my whole life is there. And I see the business potential of it, but yet I haven't found many ways to either see how loyalty propositions can leverage it. And only recently, for example, I saw WhatsApp themselves launching, you know, actual the opportunity to to like or or um, have an emoji, for example, on a particular message. So to me, it feels like WhatsApp is is behind the curve, certainly in terms of what you're doing. So just curious as to what your experience was as building that. Was it all done internally or did you need to connect with the people in WhatsApp? Yeah, so you can do it. So it's, WhatsApp's quite open in that sense. So um, I think the first campaign we ran, uh, we worked through a third party, but you know anybody can essentially create a WhatsApp sticker. So you know I've, I've done my own using kind of you know a photo of my of my kids. You know, oh. you can go on the website and, and just upload a photo and turn it into a WhatsApp sticker. Mm. Um, what we then did is uh, essentially used the uh, the kind of SDK 
from that WhatsApp provide to, yeah. to enable us the ability to actually build it directly into the app. So we've now embedded it inside the app. But yeah, it's all free to, to use essentially. Uh, and, it, and WhatsApp's quite open to, to enable it. So nothing okay. nothing special directly, I guess. It's just, you know, it's building in that, that capability to, to, to enable it um, and then using that as a channel. Mm. Um, and and we, we've also added it in as a, as a customer service channel now. We launched Facebook Messenger, but we now have WhatsApp as well because it is increasingly a you ah. know, key channel for, uh, for kind of, you know, working through. Okay. And just learnings on that off the off the top of your head. Is it something that like are you using AI, for example, or is it uh, human led customer service? Yeah, for the moment, our chat is is human led. So, um, yeah, if you go into like a WhatsApp chat or a, or a Facebook Messenger chat, you'll go straight through to, you know, one of our chat agents cool. uh, to manage that. But as you say, I mean, it is definitely an area to to mm. look at how we do automation, uh, you know, more around that to, as, as we start to, you know, extend those capabilities. But it is one of the major channels for us. It's probably bigger than voice in terms of volumes going through it. Wow. Okay. Another super interesting uh, insight, Mark. And I had seen actually on your LinkedIn profile that you've done a lot, I think, with them, with AI um, in, in your career already. So clearly a personal interest for you as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like all these things, you know, per- the personalization and I guess, you know, AI and is one of the things that underpins it is, is, is critical in this space. Yeah. Um, but like, but like everything, you know, it, it's dependent upon the maturity of the, of the data and, and of the processes. So, you yeah. know, for us, it's, you know, it's looking at, you know, where, where you put personalization in, in, into the process um, based upon the data that you've got. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, as, as you say, you know, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the, the process of a loyalty program, I guess, across everything, whether it's rewards or offers or messages, um, you know, all of them need to have, you know, increasing relevance to the member. Totally, totally. So listen, I think we've talked through all of your big ideas, Mark, in terms of obviously you to me, the um, incredible e-commerce proposition that you've built. And just for clarity as well, that has a full earn opportunity for you rewards, I guess, for people shopping within the, the app. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of it, I guess, is it's 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 seamless in terms of the integration. Um so, you know, when you click through in the app to, to buy groceries or even to shop at Ikea, you know, it's a seamless in-app experience. I, I, I think, you know, if I contrast it to, you know, where, where we were maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, a lot of loyalty programs globally would have like an affiliate mall. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we obviously had one in Nectar back in the day uh, where you could obviously click through and buy from third parties and, and, and earn points on it. Um, yeah. the, the challenge, I think, with the with the way that the affiliate mall model works is you kind of give up the customer experience because, you know, at the point that somebody clicks out to that brand, mm. um, they've left you. They're yeah. now on the brand's, you know, website. Yeah. But also you lose you lose the connection to customer experience in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the points coming back to the member. You know, mm. sometimes it can take weeks, if not months, for those points to come back through through the through the affiliate networks. Yeah, uh, and so it's not a great customer experience because you don't know when you're going to get your points. You don't you don't get rewarded at the point that you made the purchase, mm. um, and it feels you know it feels quite disconnected as a customer experience. You know, I think what what we've done with, with you to me is really for me is really just energized the whole coalition model. I mean, that, mm. that's that's you know I, I love the e-commerce piece. Uh, but I think what's really exciting as a loyalty marketeer is how that we've kind of brought the coalition model forwards yeah. because that, that super app model 
for me, is the modern day coalition um, yeah. in terms of doing that. And so being able to click through to a to a brand seamlessly. And when you click through, they know exactly who you are. They can personalize the experience around you. Mm. You know, you shop, you know, we pass, you click through the, your addresses appear and everything appears, you know, straight away in, in the, in the banner that you've clicked into. Amazing. Uh, and then you shop, your points come through, you know, it's a very, very seamless experience. And I think that's the, the that's the beauty of the model that, you know, we're, we're building on yeah. is, it's 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 one seamless experience for the customer now, um, wow. which, which wow. you can only do because of the way that you know the technology has moved forwards. Um, yeah. But it's really trying to trying to benefit from that technology and, and give the the best customer experience we can. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, I haven't quite realized you had that depth of integration, Mark. And as you said, I mean, affiliates in the past sometimes can feel disconnected or clunky or or just super late, um, as you said, in terms of closing the loop on, on the reward side. So I can hear how proud you are of, of managing to pull, as you said, the whole industry forward with that uh, customer experience. Yeah, it has. It's been, it's been a you know, really exciting uh, prospect i think in terms of in terms of doing it um yeah. and there's yeah. a lot a lot of players out there i mean you know we, we learned a lot by looking across the market you look at what people like you know the big the big guys like gojek and grab who you know everyone knows of but yeah equally people like rappy in, in south america are doing some great things on their super app and and you know uh, tata's just launched one in india you know there's a lot of uh people doing it uh, Air Asia pivoted their loyalty program into a super app. Yeah. So there's so many people that you can kind of look at and, and, and get some great learnings from that have kind of all, already kind of plowed the field, so to speak, and, and, and you know, you know, have good ways of working uh, that we can kind of look at and build on and, and you know, personalize mm-hmm. for our own market, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a good reminder, Mark, as well, that we all, I suppose, ideally need to keep that global perspective because, you know, Grab and Gojek uh, very much based, of course, in, in Asia and um, certainly Indonesia is my understanding where they're both based. And you mentioned South America. So, you know, the level of innovation that's happening in other markets that doesn't always get the the recognition, dare I say, or the respect, you know, I think we, we have this traditional idea that certain markets might be more mature, but I love hearing what's going on in Asia and particularly the stuff that you're doing. So thank you for bringing all of that to our attention. So I guess my final question is, you know, can you say what's coming next? Is there anything that um, you think, I suppose, loyalty marketeers around the world should be thinking about um, in terms of, you know, we're here in the middle of 2022, might be another 18 months before we uh, we get to sit down together again. So just any thoughts about the future, either directly for you, as in you, the program, um, or yeah, just, I suppose, industry trends you wanted to, to mention. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't talk about what we, what we might be planning. Um, <laughs> I, I can say that we, we have a full roadmap. Um, so in that sense, you can imagine that there's lots more coming. But yeah, I, I think at, at, a, at a high level, um, it is really just about how do we just create a, you know, an amazing customer experience. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's not hard to look in the app and work out, you know, what, what other areas we might be looking at and, and thinking about. But um, in, in, it's all focused on, you know, just making making the, our li- the lives easier for our members, essentially, so that, you know, we are a kind of one-stop shop. Um, if you want to do something, you know, you get rewarded for it, but actually we also help you to do it. You know, that, that that's really what we're looking to do. So, 
Yeah. Um, you know, just, just becoming more and more useful, but also just, you know, ref- refining our processes more and more, you know, there's so much to, to learn and, and to do that, yeah. you, you know, you, you just never stop at that level. So we're constantly going back and looking at what we've built and how do we make that better? Yeah. Uh, but equally we're constantly looking at, you know, where we think we can, we can help more yeah. uh, and do that. So there's a lot more of that to come, I guess, over the next 12 months in different areas to, to see, you know, how do we add more value? Yes. Yeah. Well, super exciting. As I said, Mark, I'll be following everything very closely on LinkedIn. And uh, yes, as and when the roadmap starts to unfold again, we'll be sure to uh, to reach out and make sure to get you back on the show. So that was it from my side. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we wrap up? No, I think that was great. And thank, thank you for the opportunity, Paula. It's been, it's been fun as, as it was last time. Wonderful. Well, listen, Mark Sage, Chief Operating Officer at you. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Fantastic. Thank you, Paula. This show is brought to you by the Australian Loyalty Association, the leading organization for loyalty networking and education in Asia Pacific. Their International Virtual Loyalty Conference will take place on the 25th of August 2022. Register now to hear global experts discuss current trends in loyalty marketing. There will be fantastic networking opportunities, questions and answers, gamification and great prizes to be won. Visit AustralianLoyaltyAssociation.com to find out more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like us to send you the latest shows each week, simply sign up for the Let's Talk Loyalty newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and we'll send our best episodes straight to your inbox. And don't forget that you can follow Let's Talk Loyalty on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, we'd love for you to share your feedback and reviews. Thanks again for supporting the show.